Our scripture passage today is from the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. Before we read this, let us pause for a moment in prayer. Good and gracious Father, Lord, we thank you for the gift of your word. Lord, we thank you for the gift of this word that dwells richly within us. We thank you for the gift of the word that was incarnate in your son, Jesus Christ. And we thank you for the gift of your word as it is written down and passed on to us in your holy scriptures. And as we read this today, Lord, we know we cannot understand fully any meaning you have given us without your Holy Spirit to inspire us and instruct us. So, Father, that same, the same Spirit that inspired these words, Father, I pray would inspire us right now today. I pray, Lord, that we would hear, that we would read, and that we would understand. Father, bless this holy reading of your holy word. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This is the gospel according to Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. Listen now to the word of the Lord. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. As the angel of the Lord commanded him, he took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, well, got less than a week left. Hope everybody's ready, or at least hope you're really close to ready. But if you've been abiding by the Advent conspiracy, which we've been doing this season, you're probably a little bit more ready than you've been in past years, and hopefully with a little less stress and a little more joy for the holidays. Because that's what we're trying to do this Advent. We're trying to put Christ back in Christmas. Joining conspiracy to make sure Christ is a big part, or the part, the major part of our Christmas. And we've done it by looking to apply some very simple principles. The first one is worship fully. To, to give Christ, to give God everything, to give our life as worship. Uh, the second one is to spend less. Not just spending less money, but spending less of our stressful effort and busyness on the holiday. And today we're going to talk about giving more. Now I know for some of you, you might think, wait a minute, 
Last week you told me to spend less, and now you're asking me to give more. Because if I'm going to give more, I'm going to be spending more, right? I mean, even if I'm giving that money to charity, I'm, I'm still spending, and I'm still giving the, you know, spending the money. So how do I give more, but I spend less at the same time? So when I say give more, I'm not meaning giving more presents. It doesn't mean give more money. It means give more giving. That makes sense, right? No, it doesn't. All right. Let me try to explain. Let me give you a visual. I brought a little, uh, little show and tell. I got a little bag of goodies here I want to share with you. And in this bag are, are some gifts that I've been given over the years. And these are some of the most valuable gifts that I've been given. And, and these gifts to me exemplify the principle of giving more. And this is how you give more to make your gifts more valuable. And all these gifts are very valuable to me. And not a lot of them cost a bunch of money. But they're very valuable gifts. And as I explain these, maybe we can see what it means to give more. This first gift is a, is a bookmark. My cousin Rose made this for me when I think she was about 10 years old. It's very simple. It's made out of yellow construction paper. And she used those kind of jagged scissors to cut along the edges. I think she used three different kinds. And then she just got some pictures out of magazines and glued them on there. And it has my name, Rob, written in magazine letters. And it says Rose on the back. And she even drew a little rose on it. And I, I, I appreciated the gift when she gave it to me, but I didn't realize how much it meant to me until a few years ago when the top tore off. And I've been using this bookmark to read all the time. And I'm a, I'm a pretty avid reader. And this bookmark has been my go-to bookmark. And it started ripping. And the, now the pictures are falling off. And I'm starting to panic. Because this, I realized how much this bookmark meant to me. And so I asked Rose. I said, Rose, you've got to make me another bookmark. Um, I mean, she's married now. Um, so I don't know how much craft time she has. But I really want another bookmark from it. Because this means a lot to me. That's one of my most treasured gifts another one is this one right here now see this it's a it's a metal shot glass with a handle on it and and i don't love it's not just because it's a shot glass i don't want y'all to get the wrong idea but this is one of my favorite clips because it's a shot glass um do y'all remember the movie this was given to me by, by my uncle and um and this has a special meaning to it um have y'all seen the movie tombstone great movie kurt russell doc holiday about um about wyatt earp and um, Val Kilmer plays Doc Holliday, and there's a scene in the movie where he's in, a, he's in a, um, a saloon, and he's facing off with another gunslinger named Johnny Ringo. And Johnny Ringo pulls a gun out, and he starts flipping it around, and everybody's hooping and hollering, and then he puts the gun away, and all of a sudden the attention goes to Doc Holliday. And Doc Holliday's drinking out of a glass like this, and he answers just by doing this. And he flips his cup around. It's a great scene in the movie. And... That used to be one of my favorite movies. When Uncle gave me this, he saw this movie and he thought about my love for the movie Tombstone. And he thought of me when he saw this and he got me this cup. And I love it. I love it. It's, it's a great gift and it's very memorable for me. Uh, the other one, just one, you, you might have noticed if you've seen me around, I always have this cup with me. This was a cup. When I left hospice, um, one of the co-workers gave me this. And, and it's meaningful to me, not only because it's, it's a nice gift, but it's you could tell that she knows me because I'm always drinking tea or coffee, and if not that, I've got water with me. And so she gave me this cup as something that I could always use and carry with me. And it's got my initials engraved in it. 
And below is Proverbs 17, 17, which is a great proverb about uh, a friend is made for times of adversity. So I always have this with me. It's even like the, the finish is starting to wear off. I'm carrying it and put it in my cup holder so much. But this gift has always meant a lot to me. But probably the most precious gift I have is this was one that was given to me by my wife and kids for Father's Day. It's a very simple gift. It's a, it's a deck of cards. And they lacquered the cards and they tied it with rope here on the end. And the title of it is 52 Things I Love About You. And in this, on each card, they wrote something they like about me. And I was really shocked because I didn't think there were 52 things about me that were likable <laughs> to begin with. And I think they really had to think hard on some of them and, and maybe had to repeat a few <laughs> in order to get to 52. But this was just very, I mean, a very touching gift, and I love it. It means a lot to me. And if I ever think that no one likes me, there's nothing likable about me, I can flip through this and be reminded there's somebody out there that, that does love me and appreciate me. This was a very, very precious gift to me. What makes these gifts special? It's not the money. It's not the money that was put into them. All these are valuable gifts because they exemplify the spirit of generosity. This is what giving more means. And there's three qualities these gifts have. These gifts are personal, they're thoughtful, and they're costly. But they're not costly in terms of money. But to give more and to give generously, it does have to be thoughtful and personal. That's what makes a gift so special. Any gift so special is, is you're thinking about the person. You're paying attention to detail. You're, you're tailoring the gift just to them. You're not just buying the first thing you see or even a nice thing you see. But you're thinking about the person. And you're making the gifts specific to them. See, an impersonal gift, no matter how expensive it is, it lacks, it lacks a warmth. If you just grab something just because it's flashy or big or expensive and you just give it to a person, it lacks some warmth. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes impersonal gifts can backfire colossally. I mean, you can give someone say, hey, I, I got you this great, it was a subscription to, to, to steaks, and they're going to deliver steaks to you every month, and they're very expensive, they're worth hundreds of dollars. Then the person will say, yeah, but I'm a vegetarian. You can tell it was an expensive gift, but was it a thoughtful gift, and was it a personal gift? But what really makes these gifts valuable, and any gift valuable, is that it's costly. And not costly in terms of money. It can be. I mean, just because something is cheap or inexpensive doesn't mean it's not costly. Just because something is expensive doesn't mean it's not thoughtful. It can be both at the same time. But for a gift to be truly valuable, it must be costly. And when I say costly, I mean expensive in the most valuable resource that we possess. Time. Time is the most valuable resource that we possess because time is the one thing that we have less of every single day no matter what you do no matter how you try no matter what we struggle with the vitamins and the exercise and all the good habits time is what we have less of every single day you can make money i mean you might not be good at it but you can 
make more money. Even real estate, that Roy Rogers said real estate's the most you know, precious commodity because they ain't making any more of it. The total amount of real estate isn't changing. But time, time we have less of. Time we lose every day. And that's what, to me, makes these gifts so precious because they're costly. Every one of these gifts, somebody took time either to think about it or to make it or to find it or to, or to make sure the gift was just, just so. These gifts stand for me as, as symbols of how much people have given to me. And they've given more than just a gift to themselves. What they gave me in here was they gave it themselves. And that's what makes these gifts costly. And that's what I mean about giving more. Not giving more in money, not giving more in size, not giving more in extravagance. To give more means to give more of yourself. To give more is to give that most valuable resource that we possess. The precious and limited time that we have here on planet earth with one another. When we talk about giving more, it's not about giving more presents. It's about, watch this now, giving more presents. Ah, yes, you are there. And not the presents that you wrap and give away, but your presence. Your presence. Yourself. And that's something more valuable than anything that we can buy or anything that we can wrap. See, when God gave us the greatest treasure of all, it was grace. The greatest treasure he gave us was he gave us grace. In that we have forgiveness, in that we have eternal life, in that we have life with God forever. And when he gave us that gift, he gave it to us in the form of a person. It didn't come wrapped in a box. It didn't come in a treasure chest. It didn't come in a, in a glowing chalice. It didn't come in, in glittering lights coming down from heaven. When God gave us grace, he gave it to us in the form of a person. Jesus, when he came to earth, we call him Emmanuel. And that's a Hebrew word for God is with us. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. That's, that's the great Christmas present we have. That God is with us. And that's who Jesus is. Jesus is the presence of God that is dwelling with us. Dwelling in me, dwelling in you, dwelling in all who believe and trust in his name. And having, the present, having Jesus Christ, which means having the presence of God, means every good blessing then, every good blessing that comes from knowing God and having Him as a Savior comes from that presence. Grace, salvation, courage, virtue, hope, love, joy. Even the other blessings God gives us, like the blessings of wealth, the blessings of health, the blessings of property, the blessings of family, all of that begin and are only possible through the presence of God. And at first we, we appreciate that presence because of the blessings it brings. We value that presence of God because He brings us health and He brings us prosperity and He brings us hope and He brings us love. 
But eventually we begin to learn and know and to understand and discern that the blessings are just secondary. The real gift God has given us is his presence. It's having God with us and dwelling in our hearts. And, and as soon as we have that and we understand that we get this, this contentment and this peace and we realize that we don't need anything else. We don't need really anything else once we have the presence of God. In life and in death and in beyond, that's all we need. I want you to think back to some of the best Christmases that you remember. Or think back maybe, or just think to an ideal Christmas. But think to, the, to one of the, the best Christmases that you remember, the best celebrations you've had. And I'm willing to bet that that Christmas had nothing to do with the gifts that you were given. That what made that Christmas so great, what made that Christmas so wonderful, were the people around you. And that is what made it a great Christmas. People coming together to give their time, to give their presence, to give of one another. All the greatest gifts that we have come in the form of a person. Even the presence that we get, even the presence that we love, we don't get those unless a person comes to bring it. All of our gifts come in the form of people. I want you to imagine something for me for a minute. Imagine being able to have a Christmas where you get every gift you could possibly imagine. Every gift that you could possibly want, but you have to spend that Christmas alone. Or you could have a gift, you could have a Christmas with every person that you want to spend it with, the most valuable people in your life, but you don't get a single present. Which one would you choose? I really hope for everybody here that this is an easy choice. Because the presence, to be honest, mean nothing without the person attached to it. And the person attached to it means everything, even without the present. And after all, that's what makes a gift more valuable than anything else. It's the person who gave it to us. And what that person means to us. So that's what I mean when I say that this year we need to give more. This year we need to give more of ourselves. To give more of ourselves in whatever it is you're doing this Christmas. And that means when you buy a present, be thoughtful. Be thoughtful about that present. Give the person maybe what they need or what they want or just put the thought in the present that you give. Give more of yourself in them no matter how much the gift costs. To give ourselves, to give more means to give your time. Give your time to each other. It's the most valuable gift that you have. Take some time and spend it with the people in your life because honestly, we don't know what next year is going to bring. And if the pandemic has taught us anything, it's taught us this, that it can all be taken away. Not just the people taken away from us, but the very ability and the gift to gather together for Christmas. It taught us that it can be all taken away. 
And even if we get to spend next Christmas with the people we love, this Christmas is never going to come again. Christmas 2021, only got one shot at this. Let's make it good. Give your time to the people in your life. And finally, giving more means being present. Being present with the people in your life. And you know what that means to be present with somebody because we've all been with somebody who's not been present with us. They've been there physically right there next to us, but they're thinking of something. Their mind is somewhere else, kind of just nodding their head, saying what we think we want them to say. But take some time to be present with people. Don't think about anything else. Don't think about what needs to be done, what comes next, if everybody's happy or, or what job you have to do later that day. Be present with the people around you. Give yourself to them. Because friends, when we give ourselves, we're reflecting the nature of Christ. Because he is the one that gave us all by giving of himself. And when we, when we give of ourselves, then we are truly giving as Christ gave to us. My friends, that is the secret to having an abundant Christmas. Because in the kingdom of God, the more you give, the richer you become. To God be all the glory forever and ever. Amen.